Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff and thank you for stopping in. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things uh, going on with the Fed uh, rate hikes. We're going to be looking at crypto falling off the cliff, what the other uh, 30 year mortgage rates are doing, uh, spotting the VIX and seeing where that's headed. And ultimately, we're going to look at some different stocks that uh, might be a good value and a little bit safer to be adding to your portfolio uh, as I feel that we need to really start looking to uh, buy some stocks and, and kind of hold our breath and, and jump in the water here as uh, you know, some of this volatility out there is really causing a lot of things to be oversold. And uh, with that being said, if you need uh, some help getting started, I do have some links in the description for uh, crypto.com, Webull, uh, Binance, and uh, E-Trade. Yep. So those are the ones that I'm using still. And uh, if you need to go ahead and get started as well, please use the link. You get a little bit of uh, a gift in the form of free stocks from uh, Webull or uh, some, some different crypto offers from the other ones as well or money back on E-Trade. Uh, so that being said, uh, yeah, the uh, the Fed actually just went ahead and raised the uh, uh, the Fed rate by uh, 75 basis points. So that's three quarters of one percent. And uh, ultimately, we're up about a, a percent and a half, I believe, now uh, this this year. But they are um, looking at further rate hikes to uh, keep continuing. Uh, they originally weren't going to be going this uh, heavy, but uh, with some of those inflation numbers come out, coming out, PPI coming out, uh, running hotter than expected also, they went ahead and upped it. A lot of people were kind of forecasting this, uh, but it almost seemed like the markets uh, were, were good with the idea of raising that uh, 75 basis points. When they were interviewed, I believe last month, Powell said, we're not even really looking to consider 75 basis points. Some of the numbers had dropped off, but then there was kind of a surge in uh, in inflation. So they went ahead and went uh, against what they had previously said, which I think kind of spooked some people. The CPI, PPI numbers, uh, like, like we saw, ran hot, and then the market had sold off. And then it almost seemed like the market was ready for this bigger move. As I said last time, kind of rip that Band-Aid off, get this job done, and kind of quit dragging our feet with it. It's uh, It definitely helps, but it, uh, hopefully next time they'll, they'll learn from some of these uh, wrongdoings and uh, get back to raising these rates beforehand as uh, some of the jobs were coming back and different uh, economic activity out there. They could have uh, kind of preemptively gone ahead and done something ahead of time which ultimately could have saved a lot of pain, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So then uh, looking at crypto, yeah, the, the crypto has fallen off with a, a lot more of these rate hikes, more volatility out there, more, more problems, uh, some of the upgrades to Ethereum and uh, generally just pulling everything down. So last I looked, Ethereum's around 1100 and uh, man, uh, I know what was it? Five months ago, ETH was you know forty four hundred. I was talking about uh, swapping out of ETH into USDC, going to a stable coin and buying it a little bit lower. I ended up getting some more at uh, 3800 and I had kind of been doing that, trying to to you know kind of swap and, and buy a little bit cheaper. And ultimately, we're we're still way lower. Um, 
you know, so it's it's been a painful ride if you've been in crypto. But uh, I mean, it's been a painful ride if you've been in stocks too. So it's, you know, not really uh, too decisive as to what it's going after. It feels like uh, the, the pain's coming for everything. But uh, there are some stocks that uh, are going to be a bit safer. And uh, I'll talk about uh, a screen that I was running here in a second. But uh, I'll just kind of keep going in order as the, the, the notes that I've got here. Um, and also, I wanted to say that uh, we, we could be looking at a crypto winner. You know, we, we've talked about that briefly. It's been a long time, but uh, a lot of people were calling for this winter where it just is going to stay at these depressed levels for a while. And, you know, there, it happened back, uh, what was it, 2018, where, you know, Bitcoin met a new high and then fell back on its face. And everyone said, hey, haha, I told you so. It was a, it was a scam. And then ultimately, Bitcoin, Ethereum ran again. And, you know, now we're back in that same position. So could we be in that uh, that long-term lull? Um, you know, possibly we can be. I, I think that's kind of where a lot of things are looking. We're certainly in that bear market. Things are looking like they're going to head to a recession. Uh, I guess we'll see. As I said last time, uh, July 28th, we're waiting for those numbers uh, to see if that GDP is declining or if we can eke out a, a small gain there and reset that clock. But um, yeah, so I will continue to buy. Uh, I will continue to buy a lot more safety. I will look for those dividend stocks. I want to be in those things that I know and uh, I'm really confident about. So, you know, if you're buying ETFs, a lot of the times the strategy is to dollar cost average into a position, knowing that in 20 years, you're going to be doing better than, you know, the money that you would put in. As we know, the market or S&P is generally going to return about uh, 9% annually. And with uh, some of those numbers running 20, 30% last year, you know, we, we got to take a little bit of pain at some point. It's not going to just keep running. And uh, so I will continue to buy those names that we know and love and uh, kind of keep moving forward with my investing plan. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint sort of story. And then uh, looking at the 30-year though, the 30-year mortgage rates, and uh, I was just on Google and you can pull it right up. And I just typed in simply 30 year mortgage rates. And when I flip back over to that one, it's uh, freezing for some reason. There we go. Um, so th this is just a, a hypothetical loan amount of 300,000 down payment, 20,000. Uh, and it auto automated that I'm in Maryland and then automated a uh, approximate credit score. Yeah, I guess it started at 700, 700 to 720. On a 30-year, right now, you are looking at 6.73%. And I'm sure with this uh, rate hike, we're going to be over 7 uh, within a few short days here. So that's what we're looking at there. And then, you know, if you even have 800 and up credit scores, uh, it's 6.259. So it's still, you know, quite a bit higher than where we were this time last year when you could probably have gotten under 3%. And uh, I think it's every percent. You can uh, look at another, was it 10% in your, in your payment? So it's, uh, it's going to be moving up those payments for a lot of people that are looking to borrow right now. Uh, so that one is definitely painful. I do think it's headed higher. And uh, with the rates that are scheduled the rest of the year, I think it's going to continue to trend up. And it's painful. It's going to make uh, a lot of the uh, you know, demand destruction in a lot of different industries that we're seeing, a lot of borrowing that, uh, you know, the growth companies, the tech companies that really need to borrow in order to grow, uh, it's going to hurt those businesses. 
So where are we looking? You know, I, I come back to a lot of the same things that we've said before. And uh, I had pulled up a, a stock screener. I'm going to see if I can get back to that one right now. And I, I put together a, a screen with a lot of different things that we had talked about. And here we are, save screens. And this is actually going to be, uh, hopefully it saved it all. Yeah, saved it all on one. Perfect. So this one was uh, looking at the S&P 500. I was looking for those quality names in the S&P. Uh, I was looking at uh, a PE ratio below industry average. Right now, the S&P PE is about 16 and a half. Uh, then the peg ratio, that's at price to earnings growth. We know that if uh, if it's less than one, that growth is going to exceed the uh, the earnings. So you're, you're getting or the, the earnings growth. So you're, uh, you're going to get more growth out of the every dollar that you spend, basically. And then I have a dividend yield above industry average. Uh, the S&P yield is probably around 2% right now. I think that's pretty typical. If you're looking to outdo the uh, like the 10-year uh, treasury bonds, you're, you're looking at like uh, 3.1, 3.3% right now. So you can certainly curtail this to fit your needs and what you're looking at. But then when I uh, go ahead and view the results, there's a couple different names that really uh, are interesting to me. You know, there's uh, if we run through the list, it, it only brings up uh, what is it, 23 names in the S and P that uh, you're getting that good value on the earnings growth. The PE is lower than that average of a 16 and a half, and then ultimately you're getting an above uh, average dividend yield. So. Hopefully that gives you a little bit more safety. I'm looking for companies with a lower PE because I don't think they're going to have as much room to drop. They're already priced lower. Uh, that dividend yield is going to give you a little bit of safety and knowing that you're getting paid uh, while you're holding these stocks. So now what do we got? We've got, uh, like I said, 23 names. We've got uh, some names in automobile uh, and auto parts. That's uh, Borg Warner. A DR Horton, which kind of doesn't really fit right now for me from the standpoint that, uh, you know, with mortgage rates going up, yes, we have a little bit less inventory than what we normally have, but I think we're going to see demand destruction there on, on how many people are going to be purchasing homes. So I'm not too fond of jumping into a home builder right now, but uh, then we do get into some oil and gas. We've got some different financials. Uh, and ones that I, you know, we got some uh, aerospace and defense names too. So those could be a good fit. So I'm looking at names like Devon Energy, which is uh, DVN is the ticker here. And this one has a PE of 13.2, a dividend, which I believe they have a variable rate dividend. So but uh, depends on how much money they're making as to how much they pay out. So it is not a dividend aristocrat because they're going to uh, fluctuate that dividend payment. So know that before you get into one like that. But uh, as I said, 5.1%, earnings per share of uh, 5.30. They're making good money, low risk, lower beta, low PE, and uh, one that I think can uh, can weather through this storm. It's got 22% of upside, uh, according to 16 different analysts. And I'm, I'm really just kind of running through some of these, like what am I looking for? What's going to do better right now? Uh, when you are looking to build some safety into a portfolio, 
So these are just some things I'm looking for. I, I want that growth, but I also don't want to overpay for it. That's where the peg ratio comes into play. And uh, that PE, if it's going to be low enough, we're, we're going to know that uh, we're not overpaying for the uh, for the stock. And uh, backed up too much. But uh, there was also names like Lowe's, uh, which I think if there's going to be a lot of people in their homes, things are going to break. They're going to want to upgrade some, some things from time to time. Uh, so you've got names like Lowe's that are going to come into play. You got some food names that I think are probably a safe choice, like Kellogg's. Uh, Ford Motor Company is uh, well down where we bought it uh, for the investing challenge at only twelve dollars and twenty cents. Dow Chemical, Discover Financial. Um, you can certainly do your own homework on a lot of these names. I just wanted to kind of run a screen and show you what I'm looking for, and uh, ultimately. Uh, man, Discover. Wow. Did not realize that was getting so cheap. Five, uh, 5.3 PE on Discover with uh, a 16.9 uh, EPS, 2.6 on the quarterly dividend. And uh, yeah, as you can tell, I'm just running through this whole screen. Uh, kind of, I didn't really look at all of them too closely, but now when I'm looking at it, uh, I'm really kind of getting some value as to what's going on. And man, Discover. Wow. Uh, this one, we might need to add this to the watch list. This one has about 46% of upside from 12 analysts. So that's a price target of 136, currently trading at 93. That PE is crazy cheap at, uh, like I said, 5.3. Wow. This one uh, this one could be a buy. Uh, you know, Discover Card, uh, as I said before, I think those, those toll, toll booth models of where, you know, people are going to go out and buy their groceries or pay for their gas. And I think a lot of people are going to be trending towards uh, using their uh, credit cards and using that credit in order to uh, survive right now. So this one could be in the right spot at the right time. Uh, but also, we want to make sure that we're buying the right industry and we're not just buying something because it's cheap. I want to know that it's going to survive this next downturn. Just because it's in the S&P doesn't mean it's going to stay there. Um, so we certainly want to pick names that are going to do better uh, with the given uh, economic uncertainty, everything else that's going on out there. Uh, but just uh, to, to round out the group here, we've got uh, Molson Coors, uh, which is ticker is TAP. Uh, that one made the screen. Newell Brands are going to do uh, like Rubbermaid, Sharpie, uh, some different baby products, things like that. Yes, they have rising costs in the, the way of labor on a business like that. And plastics are through the roof right now. Uh, as well as uh, transportation. So that one uh, kind of differs from Discover and a lot of those different uh, metrics where the costs are going to be going up. But certainly take a look at what your options are out there and really uh, sit down and look at what names you want to be in, right? Like I mean, names that work for me or names that work for, uh, you know, a, a group that's looking to retire soon are certainly going to be different names. So certainly look as to what is going to work for you and what you want to uh, invest in that's going to give you that growth or going to give you that safety for what's coming up in the market. But uh, that's what I got on that. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more about uh, where I see, see things going from here. We're going to talk more about the uh, investing challenge and what stocks we're looking at for that. And uh, yeah, I'll be back shortly. So stick around. All right. We are back here. So uh, as I said, you know, we we're going to cover some different things going on out there and ultimately try to find a path to uh, pretty much find a way to 
save or uh, preserve your capital. It's not quite a making money market right now. We're looking for ways to preserve your capital and uh, ultimately set ourselves up for when the market does decide to come back. And uh, that's what I'm looking at right now. But uh, first, if you are uh, interested in, uh, well, if you could go ahead and like, subscribe, and share, that would mean the world to me. I'd like to build a uh, an audience of like-minded investors, and uh, we'll keep that conversation going on over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, where I'll try to uh, post up some uh, more up-to-the-date, uh, up-to-the-minute kind of news headlines as I see them, and uh, I invite you to do the same as well. Um and also, if you want to uh, go ahead and help support the podcast, you can do that over there at anchor.fm slash let it grow and uh, uh, contribute as little as 99 cents a month. And uh, as always, thanks to the people who are uh, subscribing and helping that uh, it means the world to me. But uh, if you could just go ahead, give a like and subscribe, that'd be uh, great also. But uh, no, so I'm looking at uh, looking at the VIX, right? The VIX is trading around a 30 we know that that is in fear mode. 35 is going to be, you know, pretty severe fear mode. 40 is, you know, the streets are on fire. That's pretty much uh, peak, peak fear. And uh, like I said, you know, we're in that kind of middle ground where I was saying that if it uh, gets up above 35, we want to uh, be looking to do some buying. That's when that is that peak fear. And goes right along with what uh, Warren Buffett always says, you know, when there's you got to be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. And it's pretty much goes right along with that. And then if uh, if you are a trader in the market, you can look to sell off when it gets back down to that 20 where things are calming down. And, uh, you know, right now, I think we'd have to have some pretty big headlines that the war is over, that China's out of lockdown, that inflation fears have uh, abated and all things are uh, you know, smooth sailing in the markets. That's what we're really waiting to see. And I think when those numbers come back, we'll be off to the races. But uh, those are some big asks right now. So we've got a lot of uh, problems to get through. But as I said, we're at that 30.59. Uh, and then I was looking at the RSI. I think I brought that up last time that we were probably close to oversold. And uh, that RSI is going to be a relative strength index. And uh, it's the average price gains and losses over a given period of time. And it pretty much measures the price changes in relation to the uh, the highs and the lows that are in the, the market recently. So when we're looking at that, I, I just went over to E-Trade. I am looking at the chart for the S&P, which is just uh, ticker SPX. You can pull that up. And then I went ahead and pulled up this chart, right? So we are we were at a high of about 4,800 in January. That fell off uh, several, several times. We made m several lows uh, from or new lows from that point. We had that little bit of a run coming back to April, but right now we are sitting uh, right now at 37.79. And uh, hopefully, 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 we hold that level of support at like 35.50 to 3,600. But that would really put us in that bear market. We need a lot of things to go right and some miracles to find that next level of uh, support or find that previous resistance, which was, uh, what was it, around 40.50? I think it was right around 40.50, uh, 4,050. So right now we are definitely in that, uh, in that position where the RSI is looking uh, very, 
eh, low. It's not quite oversold yet. Oversold is going to be at a 30. We are right around a 32. We did dip down into that range in, uh, I'll say probably late January, early February. And then we've kind of teetered back and forth uh, from there. And, you know, right now we're, we're kind of right at that, uh, that oversold level. So I think with that, uh, that VIX gets a little bit higher, it's going to push us down into oversold territory, but, uh, I think there's also a lack of, uh, we're, we're kind of getting to that point where there's not as many people that have much to sell anymore. There's going to be a lot of hedge funds that, uh, ultimately are going to have to try to rebound, uh, in order to save their jobs in order to make some money and have a decent, uh, year for their clients we've got a lot of different uh, things there that they're going to have to start making moves as you know the market has uh, trimmed what you know 20 25 depending where you're looking and they need to start making some moves as well as i said we still get a lot of fears but it's certainly at a spot where if you are a long-term trader i think this is a gift and uh because i don't think that we have so much more downside and uh ultimately i, I think that you know, when you fast forward five, 10 years, whether you're in an ETF or if you're in some high conviction names uh, or just some value plays, I think we're going to be much better off and we'll be patting ourselves on the back that we went ahead and bought when there was this fear in the market. And, uh, you know, that that's kind of my thought. I know that I said, you know, we're looking to build up these positions and cash in this and that. Uh, but ultimately, we got to deploy it at some time if you really want to take uh, advantage of some of these prices. And uh, the same thing goes for crypto. Yes, I know that it's a, it's a fearful thing, but if it's something that you wanted to get into, I know a lot of people had that line in the sand that if, if Bitcoin gets to you know 21,000, they were buyers. I know that a lot of people said if Ethereum gets back into the teens, they were buyers. Uh, so I just kind of want to remind you that you know, we were saying all this stuff uh, a few months back as to, hey, I, I, I missed a run in the S&P. Uh, I wish I would have bought it. You know, if you sold out uh, in March of 2020 and you didn't get back in, here's your chance. This is pretty much that opportunity that's going to come every, uh, you know, however many years where we get these recession fears, we get all these other fears. But uh, please be mindful that uh, you do want to slowly uh, build a position. We could come out up on that July 28th date. We could hear that we are in a full-blown recession. Things could get worse. Uh, I'm not saying that that 3550 level of support in the S&P is a, uh, a concrete number. We could certainly go back down to the level of support in the 3200s. So certainly look at everything that's going on out there. Be mindful as to what's uh, in front of you and ultimately try to plan for that, that next move. But... Uh, we do have the uh, the investing challenge. I am taking two hundred dollars a week and uh, investing into a uh, a Weeble account where we are taking votes on the Let It Grow investing page. Uh, so if you are on there, great. Uh, keep getting the votes in. I appreciate it. And if you are not, go over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Link is in the description. And go ahead and join and get your votes in as well. Um, so this week we, uh, we added to Starbucks for week 24 on Monday. I did go ahead and get that through some of the turmoil. That's uh, really the only thing that I bought this week was that a uh, couple hundred dollars worth of Starbucks. But uh, for week 25, can't believe we're almost halfway through the year. We've got uh, five names as we always do. We've got uh, United Health. We've got Okta. We've got Kroger. Ticker is KR. 
uh, Okta is O-K-T-A. United Health is U-N-H. Sorry, I forgot those. Uh, number four is going to be MasterCard M-A. And number five is going to be Microsoft. Uh, so right now we are uh, a bit tied up over there. But um, Kroger does have uh, an earnings call tomorrow. And uh, I know with food going up, I mean, their, their costs are going up as well. But uh, hopefully uh, when you look at uh, higher sales, those margins hopefully are going to more hit the bottom line. We've got uh, 23 times earnings on that, 1.67 of dividend. And uh, I guess probably one of the higher dividends on the group. There's uh, This is kind of a low dividend week on uh, on the investing challenge. Yeah, Microsoft's 1%. Uh, MasterCard's probably half a percent. 0.61. United Health, I still think that is going to be in a good spot to weather the storm as I think a lot of people are not going to get out of their health insurance. I think they'll find other ways to cut. Yeah, 1.43% of dividend on United Health. So get over there to Let It Grow Investing uh, and get your vote in. Let it be heard. And uh, hopefully we can build a portfolio that uh, will outpace the S&P by the end of the year. That is our hope. Uh, so then, you know, one more thing I wanted to cover before I uh, get out of here was going to be uh, FedEx. They just had a uh, an announcement. They had a, an earnings call as well. Let's take a look here. Um, they missed a bit on uh, earnings, but uh, they did have some upbeat commentary and they had an even better dividend raise, which uh, is is kind of what brought me to this one today. That is uh, a 53% dividend raise from FedEx. It is the biggest in their history. Uh, they are currently paying out $1.15 per quarter per share, which is about 2%. So this is a, uh, a big raise from them. One that I think speaks volumes about where they think their business is going and that they are in a spot where they have this cash. They can pass it down to uh, the shareholders and uh, ultimately, I think it signals that they are in a good position to uh, really move their business forward. And uh, with a, a PE of 12.6 times earnings, and what's the analyst research on this one? I'm sure it caught a couple uh, attention to some people. Yeah, we got uh, uh, since the 14th, we've got uh, four new buy ratings on it. Price target uh, is about 24% of upside from here. And again, that PE, that low PE is going to give you uh, a lot of uh, security and the fact that I don't think that one's going down too much, um, especially after that earnings. We've already got that kind of announced, you know, so now you've got a higher dividend. You got a stock that still is going to have some room to run. You could buy it through some weakness. Uh, so not not financial advice, just something that I really uh, took note of and thought that, hey, man, anytime I hear a 53% dividend raise, that is uh, that's a big amount, you know. So they they didn't have to go above 20 or 25% to uh, kind of make their investors happy. And they, they really uh, put that uh, their best foot forward, if you will. So that's one that I definitely think uh, we should watch as well as uh, discover. And one with, you know, a, a lot of different tailwinds that I think could help them going forward as well. So that's what I got for you guys today. Get over there to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook and get your vote in for week 25. And uh, if you got some uh, some headlines or something that you'd like to share, please feel free to share them with the group. 
as always, I want to build that uh, community of like-minded investors. But uh, hopefully this helped you out and uh, hopefully you guys got some good value out of this one. But uh, that's what I got for you today. Uh, get out there. Let's get invested and let it grow. I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.